Welcome to the weekend show with Medium J. Now, with Pride Month upon us, you know, we're in the month of June. The Pride festivities have continued. And the never-ending amount of corporations that are trying to pander to literally, it's about 4% of the population that make up the LGBTQ community. It seems to be going, it just seems to be going a little differently this year. And it stems from, like, directly after the Bud Light incident that happened a few, like, a month or two back ago. Uh, Bud Light officially lost approximately 28% as of this recording of the podcast. Or, yeah, roughly 28%. It might be still counted. Uh, they lost their bi- of business even after walking it back. They, they, the, the company made a commercial like they're fucking Clint Eastwood or something where you, like I think the fucking owner was riding on a horse which is weird he was riding on a horse and he's like make America great again like he, you know he talked he talked like uh, yeah, I'll be damned if they could pry this cold beer from my dead hand like he, he sounded like he was you know he sounded like he just smoked a pack of Marlboros or something it was very strange, man. Like, they just completely did a 180 after that Dylan Mulvaney incident, right? And uh, it was such a devastating blow to Anheuser-Busch's sales, and that's Bud Light's parent company. Many other corporations, such as Nike, you know, the NBA, Starbucks, Walmart, you know, these giant conglomerate corporations... Uh, they're starting to uh, be well aware of the effects of the rainbow as a, as a cautionary tale as to what happened to Bud Light, right? Now, it's, it's so much so that on June 1st, a lot of these companies actively went to, you know, Twitter, Facebook, their, their promo pages, uh, their official pages, you know, with the little check marks. They got the little blue check marks. They changed their their logos Starbucks changed their green and whites just to uh, rainbow colors. The NBA changed theirs. The MLB changed theirs. They all changed their their uh, company logos to incorporate the the pride lo- uh, the pride uh, flag and, and colors, right? Uh, and this the same day insinuated hundreds of no, not insinuate. I don't know if I said insinuated right. Uh, instigated, yeah. Now, so instigated hundreds of angry comments, you know, promising to never shop, never watch, and never even use their services again. And they quickly scrambled to get a hold of their old logos and put them back up, literally ditching the rainbow practically the next day. Like the next day, people woke up and it was back to the normal standard color, you know, colors of whatever they had. Like the NBA is the red white and blue i think uh i don't know what mlb i think it's blue and white or something like that but again neither here nor there they ditched all that rainbow logos and they immediately went back and it was interesting because on twitter i seen that i seen some guys post something saying yeah it's gonna be interesting seeing 
Pride Month and how, how many corporations back down from it because there's a lot of people that are just like tired of it. And even, I would, I would go as far as to say even members of the LGBTQ community would have to probably, I mean, you know that if there's a month where they just target people for sales. It's just like, hey man, we want your guys' sales. So we're gonna pretend that we're, you know, supportive and it's a corporation. It just, it's made up of individuals and identity. It's just, it has no bearing on inclusivity other than, all right, this month we're, we're supporting you guys. Now next month, you know, it's something else. We're on something different. It's, it's just a weird, it's a weird pander and, and it feels definitely pandering. I, I'm, I'm sure of it. A lot of people could see that it's, it's just a, it's, it's a sales run, right? It's the corporate, uh, you know, let's get, let's get these people, but it's four. And then again, it's only 4% of the population seems to be, it, it seems to be going a bit far and excessive, right? And I, I don't understand it. I'll never understand why there's such a good push. I watched, uh, Patrick bet da Patrick bet Davis on, uh, on Andrew Schultz's podcast, uh, flagrant podcast, right? And he was saying that there's this giant push that could be, and it's just him. He just made it up, but he says it could be because uh, the fucking powers that be in America and North America see that the population control in China, they have their totalitarian government. They have this giant thing to be pushed to stop people from breeding and in because the population control and they want to do that in you know Canada and America but they can't really do anything like that so the the goal would be to just get so many people in this community and because there's nobody giving birth in the LGBTQ community it's you know gays except maybe the bisexuals right or the people that they're already adopting there's not a lot of like the population is rarely affected by these uh, members in the community right and it kind of makes sense it kind of makes sense why there's such a drastic push for these uh, especially with corporations and especially with that and I, I feel the same way with uh, the, like the black lives matter kind of thing where it's like yeah, Black Lives Matter and everything, but it's weird when a corporation has to tell it, you know, tell us this. You know, it's weird when, and people already start feeling like, man, it's uh, it's weird when the corporation stopped pandering to to this specific thing, and it's it's going in a direction where we're spinning, I think, the same wheel over and over again, right? Now this big thing. Where it's like, oh, the, the you know, they're they're stop like there's a giant push, and I feel like we're missing important things in life. There's a, a big something deeper than just a couple of companies. Well, I mean, the majority of these woke companies, you know, not not changing their status, right? Like. Like it, and I always thought it was weird too. Like with uh, when when Black Lives Matter was going on, 
because you, if you didn't change your your thing, and I, I spe specifically put a post out there. I'm like, I'm not changing my thing to a blank screen, my profile picture, because I'm, I, cause, cause that, and that doesn't have no bearing on supporting Black Lives Matter. But those white girls that change their color thing, and then after a month or two, change it back. They don't. How much of an impact does that have on 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 Black lives? Oh, I remember she she's an ally. She changed her 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 thing to a black square. It was just ridiculous and I feel like change like the that's the least a company can do right is changing their unless there's companies going like okay we put money into these communities that have been affected by maybe violence because of you know the hatred of, of uh, you know they're they're you know gay you know there's a lot of you know uh, the LGBTQ you know members of harm and whatever but again it's like the transitioning these kids in at a young age and having these people uh, like kind of on the on the cusps of being groomed grooming these children it's it's a very it's a double-edged sword right where it's like how how fucking many times do we hear the the statistics of like these kids that grow up as you know tr they transition very young and then they grew up and they slowly become <clears throat> aware that they weren't necessarily trapped in the wrong person's body but they were just gay or they were just bise uh, bisexual or lesbian and it's a uh, it's a staggering number of uh, i think it's 51 percent up to 50 49 to 51 percent of people that transition later on in life end up committing suicide which it's it's just a weird kind of a thing and it, it does go into that uh, conspiracy of like population control because like once you can't uh, breed and you can't produce kids it you know and you ultimately kill yourself it's it's just going the route of like hitting the two birds one stone effect and I think the government or the powers that be, you know, the deep state, whatever that, whatever they may be, it's, it's the it's an ingenious way of getting them to move. It's like, uh, laying a trap down and then voluntarily getting people to step in that trap, which is fucking, it's, it's, it's genius. If that is the giant conspiracy or it's just that corporations just see it as the thing to do every month in June. You know, much like Black History Month. Oh, Black Lives, you know, Black Lives Matter again in February. You know, oh, it's Asian oh, in May. It's Asian Inheritance, Asian, Asian Heritance Heritage Month. You know what I mean? Like, you know, start, you know, talking up the Asians. You know what I mean? Get a bag, get a bag of rice. Get a bag of rice. It's the dominoes bring up bring a bag of rice to work it's for the you know and make some fried rice for these people even though we're a pizza company it just again it just doesn't really make sense to me there has to be some sort of giant play and I, I and I know that I'm a conspiracy head and I believe in that to the fullest like the most ridiculous conspiracies 
but it, a lot of it does line up with population control. A lot of it is, uh, especially when we're only dealing with 4% of the uh, population being LG, it's a crazy push. It's a crazy push. But then again, everyone should feel equal and we're not excusing the, the people that truly do feel like they need to transition. But again, there's uh, the LGB, lesbians, gays, and bisexuals are trying to exclude themselves from the trans. And uh, there's it, it's like a, a movement called Gays Against Groomers, or Gays Against Grooming. And they're trying to push themselves against, like, they, they truly believe that that's this the gay... Uh, well, you know, the whole drag queen thing in school should be abolished, right? Like, you shouldn't be in kindergarten teaching or showing vivid pictures of uh, uh, same-sex acts to, to fucking six- and seven-year-olds, right? In kindergarten to grade three, it's ridiculous. It's, it's way too young. I wouldn't want to show uh, any kids that at that age any kind of forms of sexuality or gender gender identity because it's confusing to a kid and it ultimately it should be at least a te you should at least be a teenager you're old enough you know when you're a teenager or when you get your first heart on you know and you start experimenting but either here nor there disney doubles down on the twinks by starting a gay uh a, well a day called well, gay days. It's not even a day. It's the whole. Uh, they're, they're starting this whole thing in Florida, in a weird feud between DeSantis. Right now, Governor Ron DeSantis passed this thing called "Don't Say Gay" bill in Florida. Right, restricting classrooms to teach kids about sexuality, particularly gay and LGBTQ and the gender identity, at early ages. Now, kindergarten to grade three, it's K to three, right? Pretty sure that's what it means. Uh, so that's a young age. That's a ridiculously young age to be teaching uh, the sexuality, you know, to let kids explore their sexuality and to show them like lewd sex acts, you know, and genitalia. It's just a, it's too young of an age, man. But the bill itself nowhere says gay at all throughout the text. And although it may scare some of the teachers, you know, the teachers may go, oh, I don't want to. And in Florida, oh, gosh, I don't want to. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people don't read these bills. But it states, man, and in, in it's the, the text itself is so loosely written, so much that any lawyer could loophole itself and her, his or her clients out of it, right? The problem is, the thing is way too vague, the don't say gay bill, because it just, it specifically says any kind of instructions on, uh, on, on the gender identity and uh, gender sexuality, which is a fucking weird, it's, it's a weird layout, but it doesn't really specifically specify any kind of what is truly banned. So if it doesn't say with specifics what is truly banned other than instructing your teachers not to 
No, well, uh, sorry. And it, it's, it states, no teacher should be instructing the kids on gender, sexuality, or gender identity politics kind of thing. Which, again, it, it's so far scoped out, it's like saying, all right, don't say gay, right? Like, that's way more specific, the title, but then in the, the finest print, it's loopholed around it where you can it's so fucking widely spread that you can pretty much not talk about it at all and it, it got passed right and the problem or maybe it got passed i don't know if it got passed to be honest but there's also like lines talking that had nothing to do with that and i think joe rogan actually mentioned it how like there's things that that have nothing to do with gender identity or gender politics and it was just passed so that legislation could fucking reap more uh, funding for for shit. I don't even know. It gets really tricky, right? And uh, the the problem is like what like if two boys like fucking you know jokingly in kindergarten kiss each other, with the bill stating you aren't allowed to instruct them about same sex relations, the two boys you know joke you know jokingly kissed can go thinking in their heads, you know, they might get pregnant after that, right? And the, the teacher's not allowed to instruct them that, that that's not allowed to be. So again, it gets a little tricky with these uh, bills. And again, obviously if the teacher goes, listen, you're not gonna get pregnant, two men kissing can't get, that is that, that is technically banned, which is like solid advice and information for two little kids going like, oh shit, I held hands with this this dude. I might get pre Can you get me pregnant? Things like that, where it's like, it's it's not gonna get you know no no fucking parents gonna t sue the the teacher the kid's teacher because she said listen you're not you're not gonna get pregnant from two two little boys you know fucking jokingly kissing or what whatever it is whatever it may be right holding hands or you know what I mean hugging. That being said, it does create a lot of division and it creates a lot of uh, people with paranoia. But nonetheless, Disney World invites the cocksuckers and twat lickers from around the world with a sea of people wearing red shirts with the words say gay on them. Completely missing the point, right? The, the whole thing never really stated that they're banning the words gay from school. So again, it's this weird farce. It's this weird fucking legal mumbo-jumbo fucking filler-busting thing for the politicians. So now, we're here because it's gay days. It's that simple, Stegall said. Mark Stegall and his gay lover, Robert Motes, knew they made the right decision coming to Disney World during Pride Month. Here you can see Mickey Mouse wearing Minnie Mouse's blouse, right? Goofy getting railed by Donald Duck and the white Ariel getting finger blasted by the black Ariel, right? But then again, you know, maybe racial, interracial uh, dating is, is frowned upon. You know, interracial lesbian porn might be too far for Florida. It is Florida, right? You know what I mean? And they believe in freedom and the right to use the hard R. Now, 
I thought about that. What if I showed up to gay days in Disney, Florida? Would they just go like, nah, nah, get them out of here? You know what I mean? I just showed up with a girl or something. I'm like, oh, I'm just, uh, just no, no. You or like you have to kiss. There's like some gay guy at the. You got to kiss him to get in. It's weird, man. Cause gay days, it feels. It's like black men, you know, black men club or some shit. Like it's like yo, you can, like if, if uh, say if uh, well not Disneyland or anything like that, but where's the fucking? Is there anything like okay, Six Flags in Canada, right? Six Flags, uh, Six Fags, no, no. <laughs> six Flags did well. Six Fags essentially. If Six Flags did it like Six Flags Black Days, and it's like. Yeah, we're all inclusive, and like we're we're doing this to support the black lives, uh, you know, whatever. It's just a little weird because it kind of feels like then it's like it's putting people off, right? Much like fucking the gay days, right? Right? Like it's like having so many, you know, such a push for the gay agenda. It puts people that are straight, like it's. I know a lot of people. Well, not a lot of people. I know a couple people. I actually know this one guy specifically that he was uh, bisexual, right? And he transitioned into a girl. And in all honesty, I don't think he, he was a lonely guy. He was lonely, often by himself, kind of like the weird, the, the weird guy. But he, I think he fell for this kind of bait where the constant promotion, constant telling you, you it's fr you're free to transition, you're, you know, if you feel like you're trapped in a woman's body and you're a man, or you're a man trapped in a woman's body or a woman trapped in a man's body, transition. And to, in all honesty, man, he trans, it looks horrible. It looks like it doesn't matter. You don't. You can't take the chromosomes out of your DNA and swap them. It's just, we're talking just specifically science. This is a pencil. I can't just magically reform this pencil into a pen with ink and everything and go, yeah. It's going to look shoddy. It's going to look terrible. It's going to look like it's botched. And I don't think the technology will ever be there fully for us to do it correctly. To just whack off your dick and create it into a vagina. It just doesn't... It's it's one of those things. And even like... Even though that sounds hella fucking transphobic. It's also... A f like a... It's also a fucking scientific fucking fact. These are anomalies where... There are people that do transition and I give, I give them... I give them like, okay, that person does seem like they completely should transition, right? Like there's, there are some, but we're talking about a point zero four percent of the, it's because the, the entire LGBTQ community is only made up about 4%, 4 to 5% growing, granted, but it's also an, an insane uh, fucking push for these people to be included and and it's like if you're straight there is a small feeling that 
and and straight and not even straight proud or whatever straight proud of it but just like you're you enjoy the comforts of what you're naturally born into liking if you're a man liking a woman and a woman liking a man it's supposed to feel i don't know what it is but it's it's supposed to feel natural and with these gender identity politics that have been pushed into mainstream media it feels as though being a normal heterosexual man you are the you are wrong in, in fully expressing liking women and, and and women subsequently liking men right like it they it's just a it's a weird thing that I'll never understand uh, but moving on, man. Uh, Canadian police are indeed becoming more militarized, damaging public trust. Despite our city's Winnipeg, you know, our own city, Winnipeg, uh, Winnipeg's police chief of police stating in the news last week, and I quote, Winnipeg is not a war zone. People asked a year ago, right? If this was a year ago, they asked him this, and he finally just answered like a week ago. We, you know, people asked uh, if the city was becoming more violent and unprompted. The chief stated, "No, no, we're not. A, we're not a war zone." <laughs> like, hey, we just asked if it was more becoming more violent. He put it, he put the words "war zone" out there, and he then walked away from the podium, revealing his bulletproof vest. You know, put on his riot gear helmet and hopped in an AC, APC armored vehicle. Right. Now, a few weeks back, I heard on the news gang members across Canada have taken up to 3D printing our gun, you know, our gun, not our gun, sorry, 3D printing guns, as Justin Trudeau recently banned all handguns, making tracing these weapons several steps harder, right? They said there's, it's very easy to go on, and it was weird, it was a weird news broadcast, because they're like, listen, here's what you're going to want to do is, it's so easy to, 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 3D printed gun. All you gotta do is you gotta get the 3D printer. You gotta go on the blueprints of, of any kind of gun and just individually 3D print the parts. And then you probably might need to just order like some you know some gunpowder. You know what I mean? That's all you need. <laughs> That's all you need to do. Or and it's very easy to make gunpowder too. First of all, what you're gonna want to do is you're gonna want to get charcoal and and they just go. They went step by and I was like, this is wild. They're telling us how to do this. And the buddy I was driving with was like, yeah, this. Is this is fucking weird. <laughs> this is oddly specific on how they're telling. But again, it's it's easy if you're a criminal and you're looking to fucking three D print guns, right? And uh, since September six, uh, September sorry, six police officers have been killed in Canada. Although crimeologists say that's a weird thing. Crimeologists, uh, no, yeah, studying crimeology, criminology. Oh yeah, I guess that's that's fucking. I'm stupid. But you know, all those crimologists say it is not a growing trend and officers' deaths are still very rare. The police insist on bringing tanks to a fist fight, right? In my own interactions, I used to be able to threaten the banks, right? I, I threatened my banks. I threatened my customer service. I threatened, you know, the phone companies. I just threatened them, right? Because well, at least once a month, I, I used to be just saying shit like, I'm gonna kill everyone in your company, and you know, then retracting it afterwards. Say, when when they're like, oh my gosh, you're, you know this and that, and I go, I'm obviously just frustrated. 
I'd say I'm just mad I got this $45 negative balance fee. You know what I mean? This shit, it was a $1.70 charge. It got hit with a you know, $45 fee that they can't waive somehow. They're somehow like ignoring it. They're like, ah, or they're just like, listen, we just, or the fact that I had to wait for two and a half hours to talk to customer service. I'm like, I feel like I want to kill somebody, right? It was just a feeling. You know what I mean? It's just just some angry thing. And I usually apologize. And the Indian on the phone would thank me for not traveling provinces, hunting down his call center on, and unloading on what I assume to be hundreds of his coworkers for $45, right? He'd thank me. He'd go, thank you. Thank you for not hurting us or harming yourself or anyone else, right? Now, I threatened the banks and I legit, ta you know, I threatened the banks nowadays and a legit tactical service comes to my house. Right, a tactical unit, bro. And they legitimately came to my place, like with the fucking SWAT gear, with you know, with you know, the fucking MP5s and shit. You know what I mean? The assault rifles. And they came to my place and called me first, which was weird to let me know. They called me saying, "Listen, do you have any weapons on you?" And I'm like, "No," but like, thanks for calling before you break down the door, right? Because if you, I guess if they've. It's weird, but I guess they thought I became a warlord with with oh, an army to back myself up somehow. And I asked the police leader, man, who, you know, of the damn near close to a fucking SWAT team of six dudes invading and raiding my, they didn't, and the weird thing is they didn't even look through my, you know what I mean? They didn't, they did not search anything. I just said, nah, man, this is ridiculous. And you know what I mean? The six dudes, I said, did you hear the threat I made to the fucking, the banks and how comical it was? I said, I'm so angry I could shoot my CO2 gun, which I admitted having. It's a CO2, it's a fake gun. It's just one of those little BB guns. I could shoot, I, this is what I told to the guy. I said, I'm so angry because the guy was just not helping me with my, he's like, I'm, I don't know, there's nothing I can do. There's no. And I go, I'm so angry I could shoot my CO2 pistol gun with a range of about 30 feet. And you know, just a fucking point, it's less than 0.2 of a millimeter of, uh, you know, 0.2 of a millimeter BB gun. I'll shoot it out my window in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. And it's gonna travel all the way around the world and it's gonna go the other way to the, and then it's gonna land into Toronto magically and it's gonna bounce off your head because it's not gonna kill you. It's just, <laughs> and he's like, wow, that sounds like a threat. That's what the guy said, right? And I called him a dumb fuck. And I legit said this all while rolling off edible concentrates, marijuana edible concentrates. And the guy laughed. The guy that was on the phone, he laughed. And he still then filed a report to the police department. But he put me through to the right department to, to get my, uh, at the time I was uh, trying to get a, a wire transfer for money. And so he put me through everything went as thing i even said man you know i hope that guy doesn't take me like i'm sorry like i said i'm sorry i'm kind of fucked up right now you know i'm i'm rolling on i'm high right i'm i don't know what i said i probably said some bullshit and uh it was it was like clear and then the the police department still showed up to my house right they they said all right, well, you're not an active threat. They, they ended up leaving laughing, going like, just talk to like, you know, talk to some, if you're frustrated, don't fucking threaten your banks. 
You know what I mean? But I'm like, I, I use my banks and my thing. I, I'm a two birds, one stone kind of guy. I use my banks and my phone companies as a form of therapy because it's easier that, you know what I mean? Easier to get two things done while also complaining uh, and, and spewing my life problems to people that I most likely will never see or hear from again anyways, right? Now, after that, I showed up that Monday. I still had a uh, appointment on fr that Friday with my bank to uh, settle some shit. But I showed up to that bank, which, I mean, my bank account was, or my bank appointment wasn't canceled. Nothing was wrong. I showed up that Monday to pay some bills, and I guess I was listening to legitimately that song DMX, X Gon' Give It To You. I was listening to it pretty loud, but I was like, fuck, I, I'm going to the gym afterwards, or I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go for a run, or I'm gonna you know lift some weights today. So I'm like getting in the headspace while about to pay the bank. It's easy to listen to like, it's easy to listen to DMX while about to pay for some shit because it gets you in that anger. I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't give a fuck, I'm paying bills. Ah, oh, fuck it. Here's here's $400 for a cable bill that I I fucking get to watch once once or twice a week, you know, or whatever. Here's 400 bucks for a fucking internet that still lags, right? Some bullshit, right? But then the fucking I got arrested. You know what I mean? Which is, you know, the DMX track is the biggest mistake of my life listening to DMX while fucking waiting in line at the bank. Cause they called the police, going like he's an active threat. He's gonna be. He's a. He's a shooter. They. The police came in, put me to the ground, saying like you have a gun on you. Like they, we got literally like a promise that I have a gun on me. Like I'm like, did you guys hear the thing? They're like we. The guy lied to me because he said yeah we did hear. It. And I'm like I don't think you did hear the fucking transaction that I had with the fucking guy because it was so ridiculous. And they're like, yeah, we know that it's ridiculous and this, but we take every act of threat seriously. And I go, listen, I'm in handcuffs right now. If I told you I could punch you in the head, you'd go, yeah, that is that an act of threat? And they, and obviously, these are the wrong things to say. But it's like, dude, look at my hands are tied. I don't have any gun, but if I said there's a gun up my butt, you want to check it too? And they're like, no, 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 no. And then they, again, I fucking just talk my shit, and it's 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 clearly evident that I haven't done anything. I haven't ever done anything. But it was just a weird thing where they, people didn't know how I got money. Like I took my pension out. <laughs> and people were like, oh, how'd you get 10 grand? How'd you do, da, 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 da. I took a pension out from my, my, my old job. And I walked around with money and I was just kinda, people thought I was like some drug dealer. People thought I was like in a gang. And it was just like the constant harassment of police just because I'm a black dude with money was sad. It was sad, and it's clearly evident that I now know what needs to be done next time I have money. You know what I mean? I'm just gonna shut my mouth and keep my head down and just act broke because it's easier to be a broke nigga than a rich nigga until you have so much money that you could just pay off people. You know what I mean? Pay off security guards so that shit don't happen. Pay off witnesses so people actually see a black man because so many people just watched me you know be treated Bradley and went I don't want no part of that and it's sad man but the cops laughed they ended up laughing me laughing at me laughing at the whole situation they got the full story I go these people just don't like me because for whatever reason they they are jealous that I have more money in my bank account than them right these little east indian girls at the teller 
And I was, they're saying like, oh, you should go take, I'm like, I'm looking to take a trip and shit like that. You know, like you should go take a trip to uh, Saudi Arabia. And I'm like, if I go to Saudi Arabia, I'm go, the sh- amount of shit that I talk. And I said this, I'm going to get beheaded by the kings and those sand gooks. That's what I, I said. <laughs> and I get why they sent, you know, I said the sand, those sand niggers. I, I think I said sand niggers. <laughs> and I was like. That was one of those fucked up things. But I remember being there, and I remember them never taking me seriously. I remember I'd literally sit in the business aisle because I had business to attend to. I had fucking my, uh, what is it? Those investment accounts. So you have to go into there. But they didn't talk to me. They There was a whole fucking push to just, like a, a white dude in a suit would come up behind me and they'd go, can, we can take your help, sir. Like, literally, that was it. I was in front of the line waiting there. They'd go, yeah, one sec, one sec. Oh, uh, the white guy that just came in, or a a black guy and another black guy behind us in a suit, come on in. And it was just because I was dressed a certain way. I was dressed like a hip-hop dude. And it's sad. It's sad and and evident, right? Where they, 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 and even then, they said, oh, well, it's, we're just, we didn't see you. I'm like, I'm in front of you. Like, it was... Bullshit. Bullshit, right? And the cops laughed, the tellers laughed, the manager said, we're really sorry, and with a smile on our face, but we take our threat, you know, we take our threats seriously, and it's policy. And I said, I'd like to see the fucking policy where jokes aren't allowed, especially when I set the narrative with all the, I said, I said that all the time with the banks, only up to a certain point when, you know what I mean, I got some money and it, my shit could be taken down a peg. Is when it, you wouldn't fuck if a, a broke person talking shit, you just let him talk shit. A dude that has some money on him, you t- uh, you know you can you can knock him down a peg. Dude with nothing to lose has nothing to lose, right? And dude, I would say every citizen in the history of the world, we all want to rob a bank when they take months to send checks out from your dead relatives. Because whatever reason, there's actually no reason with electronic pays and, and all these e-deposits. If you can fucking send a check to them like that be for payments, you can put money into your account as fast as you can. But whenever there's some sort of discrepancy, say you're getting a will from a dead relative or you're getting a check from a you know, pension, it takes at least two to three months, and pe- by that time, the, if the per- money person, you know, you already grieved, you got over it, and you're just mad at the banks for taking that long. You know what I mean? Just to send a check. We all want to murder a teller for laughing when you know what I mean. When you say some shit like, "Hey, I got, I just got scammed," and they start laughing, and you go, "Why are you laughing?" Oh, sorry. You know, it's just, this is kind of fun. And they don't even do a good enough job to prevent the scams from coming. Because I got scammed, and I got scammed twice from the same person. And she said she'll fix it. She did nothing. I had to uh, redo my cards. I had to get new numbers for nothing because I got scammed again. And I'm like, did you do what you're supposed to do? She's like, well, I'll do something else. And she did something else that then eventually worked. And I'm like, 
did I have to change my numbers for that? Oh, you had to change your numbers for this one again, but. And I was just like, again, it just didn't really make sense because she linked, she changed my numbers, but she kept all previous uh, things. So I had to just get new numbers, had to get all that stuff for future payments, the, these new numbers and recurring payments. But the thing was rewroted into old bill, billing payments. It was a fucking weird thing that I just don't understand why she was laughing. She said, oh, ha, ha, I, my, my, it's your mistake, but I'm paying for it, right? And I want to kidnap a financial advisor when they look you dead in the eyes and say that the negative credit fee for your fucking, for your account is for your own protection so that you make sure that there's always money in your account. It's fucking maddening. And again, it's just a feeling. You know what I mean? And when she's and expressing these uh, feelings and thoughts and emotions is clearly just that speech. It's just an expression, right? But nowadays, corporations have the added benefit of being a human with rights as well as being a complete inhumane piece of shit and getting away with it, right? They could do some corrupt shit. Like, they can churn, like, companies act like psychopaths. Like, on a complete 180 with the, the pride thing, it's like, hey, listen, we support gay pride and whoop, never mind. You know, whoop, we're losing sales, never mind. We're now, we're now fucking manly men, you know, riding horses. You know, if, if anybody did that in real life, that change in persona is literally bipolar. <laughs> oh, you know, oh, you know, yes, queen, slay queen, and oh wait, we're losing sales. <laughs> I now believe, you know, ain't nothing wrong with smoking a pack of Marlboro cigarettes while watching WWE, some wrestling, you know, or the UFC and drinking a cold pint with a, having a beer with the fellows, and after that, Watching, you know, going to the strip club and watching a stripper shake her ass. <laughs> it's just weird how quickly it changes with companies just because the profits are involved, right? And I think calling the police on a nigga gets clearly more lethal these days as these tactical units are being propped up, right? They become more and more violent to citizens. And the police encounters that we've ever seen, they're more, more uh, violent and dangerous for the average person, right? Now, Ejaz uh, Chaudhry, I don't know how to say it, it's Chaudhry or Cordry, Ejaz, a 62-year-old man was shot dead after the tactical rescue unit were responding to a call after his family made as he was a, he was a Muslim man with schizophrenia having a struggle, maybe kind of a bit erratic, and he needed help. And the police put pumped bullets into him, right? It's fucking crazy, man. And no charges for the police officer after breaking into the guy's home. I mean, anyone breaking into your home, he went and grabbed a kitchen knife, and before the guy, and, and they said drop the weapon, but he couldn't speak English. So they shot him. <laughs> like, he can't understand it, I don't know, just shoot him, just pop him in the head. You know what I mean? Or they put, they fired it uh, into his chest, actually, which is ridiculous. And these tactical units, they rely on military-like weapons 
including flashbangs, battering rams, and a range of other specialized equipment. You know what I mean? Tear grass. Throw, throw it into the... There's a baby in there. You know what I mean? And, and, and the dude fucking sold like four grams of marijuana. That's what the report... Throw tear gas in there, man. No one, no one gives a fuck, right? Uh, in October 22... Uh, sorry. In October uh, 2022, the Toronto Police Service released a podcast episode on its tactical unit the emergency task force, right? This is what they, the ETA, right? <laughs> or no, wait, ETF, sorry. The scene is literally just two officers brandishing and show, show, shooting assault rifles with suppressors, wearing helmets reminiscent of those worn by legit military personnel. That's the podcast. <laughs> That's just, they're like, yo, it's pretty tight, hey? What we got now going on? We got some cool ass shit. You know what I mean? Ever since they killed about six guys this, in the, since September, man, we were fucking up. They upped the the police fucking. We got night vision goggles for fucking home raids now, bro. This is crazy, bro. We could rappel into your window and just and just fucking murder you for fucking. <laughs> we're like having bad credit. Fuck it. We don't give a fuck. This is crazy. Now, why do police need to be mirroring military units designed for warfare, right? The most troubling aspect of increased military militarization is that many of these tactical units are being used in nighttime or early morning raids. And these are common to f times when fucking family members and children are at home. Another, and it's alarming, it's alarming that how quickly things can go wrong when you raid a home during these times, times and night when shit goes wrong, right? One case, and this is in Mississippi, again, it's America, but it's just an example, and it's devastating, right? So, one case involved an 11-year-old boy who was shot in the chest in Mississippi. The 11-year-old boy himself called the police on his mom's boyfriend getting a little too drunk, coming home late, drunk, or he was irate, came home late, they had an argument. His mom tells the 11-year-old, the, the go, go call the police. This, you know, he's fucking, the, the, my boyfriend's get, you know, getting really fucking abusive, right? Verbally or whatever. And it's what was seemed to be a normal domestic call. The police officer approached the door with his gun already drawn, right? The officer did not look for the man. She, he just asked Nicola Murray, the mother, and she didn't ask, uh, he didn't ask, sorry. The officer didn't look for the suspect. The officer didn't ask the mother any questions and even explain why the, 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 they came there. He ordered everyone in the house to put their hands up, and the boy, Adrian, came from the bedroom, following orders with his hands up. The boy gets shot. The officer shot him almost immediately, and, and while shot bleeding out, the, the little boy asks, what did I do wrong? You know what I mean? The, Asked the 11-year-old boy, minutes after he was shot in the chest by the police officer, the family filed an excessive force lawsuit. The 11-year-old boy, shockingly, he's, he was only injured and he's still alive. It's, cra it's crazy, man. He, a little boy getting shot in the chest, right? 
because of the raid. It's like a raid, but it's like, dude, you're on a domestic call. You can put you can put your you know you can probably get the job done at a domestic dispute by just talking it out. Like, hey, what's going on? Oh, it's, you're keeping it too loud, right? It's the equivalent of you know the family lit and like partying too much. A domestic call. Arguments and disputes happen with relationships all the time. It's ridiculous that the fucking little boy that called the cops gets shot. And yeah, and guess, you know, obviously, these kids, the little guy was black, the black, you know what I mean? He was a black kid. It's fucking ridiculous, man. It was a black family. And yeah, of course, they came in with their fucking guns drawn like it was, like it was fucking... A dr like it was the fucking Sinaloa cartel or some shit. Boom. You know, kid, kid with his hands up also looks like he's fucking coming in. <laughs> he looked like a bear for a second. You know what I mean? He could look like a bear ready to fucking bah. He had to do quick finger draw, man. It's fucking ridiculous. Man. And it's sad. The instances where police raids, uh, where police raid the wrong homes or encounter individuals who are not involved in any criminal activity can bring PTSD to, to many citizens, many of whom ha have been reported to experience nightmares, somnia, having flashbacks, and are in a constant state of hypervigilance or paranoia. You know, they're always looking over your shoulder. After fucking, I mean, shit, your 11-year-old boy Imagine the, the what is like surprisingly he's still alive, but his life is probably going to be severely impacted ever since then because no matter what he goes through in his life, he's probably going to go, dude, I called the police to help. They came and shot me in the fucking chest. Any other time he's in the back of his mind has to go. He could be 25 years old and maybe a robbery is going on in his house. He's going to be very hesitant to pick up that phone and call the police. Because, fuck, the last time he did, he got shot in the fucking chest, right? Like, it, it's gonna go longer and longer with keeping people afraid of the police with, with that kind of narrative. By adopting military technology and tactics, police end up treating our cities and communities like theaters of war and treating civilians like the enemy. The implied message of such militarized equipment is the is that civilian population is a threat and warlike tactics are needed to respond to that threat. Like many other policing practices, the use of tactical units disproportionately affect radicalized people, those living with or no sorry, sorry not radicalized, racialized people. Those living with mental illness and those in economically marginalized communities. The police involved deaths, including Chodroy, Anthony Aust, and Tarish Ramroop, are reminders of fatal consequences the military policing incur, not just in Canada, but also in America. And it's clear that the tactical officers have, that have been deployed in response don't always make sense. When they get deployed, uh, to indigenous land rights movements and often protests. They're just protests. Sending out the National Guard for these things are a bit overkill. 
and further proves that these units are not just involved in just criminal activity. It's not just that. It's just whenever there's a large gathering of minorities. It just, it's just, it's ridiculous. This undermines the goal of the police to protect and serve its communities and subconsciously, on all aspects, looks more like an army waging war against its own citizens. For minorities, blacks, Hispanics, and natives, we all know, no, we all know, we know all too well policing can be unfair and unjust. The statistics, in my opinion, don't make sense. Though there, we hear the 17% make up the 50-something. We always hear these statistics, and oh, you know, black men are more have a higher propensity for violence and and going to jail, right? And in my opinion, it doesn't make any sense, especially when most cases are added on to innocent black men with trumped-up charges, right? A lot of these, when a, when a, a guy gets in jail, there is immediately, like, if you commit one crime as a black man, there is five more crimes in that community that go try to get pinned on you. And if you're not smart enough to defend yourself or the lawyer isn't paid off well enough, you get five more times, like, up to five times more crimes than you, well, not times, but... You get a, a handful of the crimes that just kind of match you because you look like the nigga that did it. You look like that nigga. Or, and people just need some need a reason to keep you in there longer, right? The exact same crime a white guy commits and a black guy commits is about 20% longer for the black man that would get convicted. And on cases like stealing $200 worth of stuff versus, you know, you you get jail time, significant jail time as a as a minority, as a black man, Latino or, or Native American. You get significant jail time for stealing, right, two hundred dollars versus which is in most cases a slap on the wrist versus like something like my my white homie, right, good friend of mine. <laughs> we got a little drunk. He started stealing shit from his workplace. And he stole, you know, a sign worth about $200 off his old job. They had him on camera, you know what I mean? And they called him saying like, hey, let's let's work an agreement out. We know you used to work here, probably frustrated by, by the fact we fired your ass. You know what I mean? We'll just take a payment for that thing that you stole. You know what I mean? So it literally ended up in him going, no, no, nothing. He just had to get the money together to buy this sign in the wildest shit that I've ever seen. It was wild. I go, Jesus Christ, man. I go, you know, if that was me stealing the sign, for, and any, they would be like, listen, man, we're going to put you in jail just to, you know, even though you're a, a worker here, you know, in the exact same scenario, they would have been like, listen, man, I don't even think I could show up and, 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 and <laughs> I can't even show up to my old jobs after being fired. You know what I mean? They'd go, they'd call the police just on that. I couldn't. I couldn't do it, man. They would they would get me escorted quickly away from it, man. The worst part about it is that profiling is done in a horrible routine, right? If the police monitored gangs and shut them down effectively, it would make sense. There would be a lot less crime on the streets. There wouldn't be a rise in crime. Like, you know what I mean? If they did their jobs at profiling the right people and and not there wouldn't be innocent people locked up and there wouldn't be you know there wouldn't be that uh, ridiculous amount of petty crimes being committed throughout the streets and and serious homicides and whatnot right it would it would it would make sense if they were doing it effectively instead they are out here 
shooting innocent 11 year olds in the chest and then letting guys like O-Dog from Menace to Society go around ranking up the fucking, racking up the fucking crime statistics untouched. There's always those weird niggas on the block. And I, and, and listen, man, there are like the Chris Rock thing. It's like, there's black men, you know what I mean? Do their job, they get, you know, they get their money legit, nothing wrong. And then there's niggas. Now, the, for whatever reason, the violent niggas, they, they get untouched by police. They actually get monitored less, I think, right? Than the average dude. Like, you could be a black dude in a suit and you motherfucker will be following you around like crazy. It's strange, man. I don't get it. I'll never understand the prison industrial complex, the, the need to lock up young brothers and force them into cheap labor in a school-to-prison pipeline. It's shocking, man. Cause like when I was in grade one and I lived in the hood, I used to live downtown. We had a field trip to the police station and the police station required, they required all the kids at that time, which was majority of fucking natives and blacks, black, black uh, kids, you know, these you know, dark skinned, you know, people of color, minorities. We all fucking went there and got our fingerprints. And I remember, coming home and telling uh, my older brother, I think this, and he's like, yo, dude, they did that specifically to keep you in the system. Like at any time you, like just to make it easier to catch you if you do anything. And I was like, that is wild. That is wild when you get old enough to figure that out and go, and, and I asked the police officers, they said that's just, they don't keep those for records. They're kids, they don't, but I'll go, but, they probably must have done something with them. You know what I mean? Because especially because, you know, you get a little picture. Of, they, you give a picture of it. That's what your fingerprints look like to the kid. They keep a copy of it. It's somewhere in the database. And the school I moved to when my mom, you know, went into a nicer neighborhood. The school I moved to and I asked the kids in that nice neighborhood, did you guys have that experience when you're, they go, no, they did not have a similar experience to what I had. And uh, in all honesty, I feel defeated in a long-standing fight for justice and fight against the injustice. Black men have to lose simply based on the fact that they're being, they're black. There's, there's skin color. There is not a lot of powerful black role models in mainstream media. Uh, Kanye West was right when he went on Drink Champs. You know what I mean? Any song, if you look about it, on the Billboard charts, in terms of hip hop, created by black men, the top ones are extremely violent, brag about treating women like hoes, and is ultimately self-destructive for themselves in the community, right? You get like the baby, and he's he's always gonna be you know the the, the guy, little baby. These guys that like just are part of a lifestyle that perpetuate the average young black man to join a gang, get propped up by you know selling drugs. You know it's and it's always like so many people said making money in the rap game is just the equivalent of just, you might as well, you're just selling drugs. Like everybody at, at every, the top dude, Jay-Z, billionaire, he clearly isn't selling drugs. 
But his last few music, everything is like I just I just got it all off fucking selling yay. I got you know selling drugs and this and that. And it's weird, man. It's sad. And the moment we we seen him, Kanye West on Drink Champs, and he has said he is saying that we have to inspire black people to become future leaders. He suddenly became an anti-Semite because apparently Jews are only allowed to run powerful companies and corporations. It's sad, man. The moment I tried to start uplifting my community and just help out some poor black dudes and, and native guys in my community, right? I'm just giving out, like, here's five bucks, man. Buy lunch, buy. If you have to, buy a fucking a king can. If you you got the shakes, it's like, and I know what it is, and I'm, I'm not privy of like, hey man, you're, you're struggling, but here's some money to get you through it so you can now focus on whatever money you get afterwards. You get, put a bio, bio, you know what I mean? You buy a $2 king can and you got a fucking bagel or something or some coffee just to keep you up and, and get you to fucking get the motivation to get some money or bag or whatever, get to that shelter because he's sitting on this thing all strung out, right? And I'm giving money out to these dudes but then all of a sudden in my community there becomes a rumor that I'm on meth and I'm giving these money to these homeless guys in some sort of interaction of a drug sale. This is perpetuated by Canada Life Security Guards, which was ridiculous. In the end, man, it's safer to not help out any person of color. It's safer to give into the uh, to not give into the long-standing narrative of black people helping each other up it's easier to not do any of that constantly fight it with each other and accept the lies spewed by white nationalists white nationalists about how we are just a race more prone to violence it's easier to just accept it right the only safe acceptable black entrepreneurs are strangely homoerotic if you ever noticed that like tyler perry you know he pretended to be an old granny just to be able to be just to be able to perpetuate his dialogue and be acceptable to white audiences. Jordan Peele, famous movie director, had done he's previously done numerous sketches with Keegan Michael Key, with Keegan Peele and and Mad TV, and they both were strangely feminine gangsters and and often at times multiple times dressed up in women drag long before finally getting his stripes in Hollywood to make his own movies the way he wanted to and his own skits as he wanted to. Dave Chappelle denied this metaphorical dress-wearing ceremony with Comedy Central. And he came back to stand-up comedy bigger and better than ever, right? And subsequently, that scene, after that, he came back, he somehow was labeled a transphobe consistently even to this day, the smear campaign still lingers on, man. And I, uh, I find it's weird because especially any deep, like, person helping the community with the troubles in terms of race and 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 it, it, they get blown like any positive black leader gets blown out like the they get tossed to the wayside and 
like Black Thought, you know, Talib Kweli, Most Def. They are legitimately they like they're with Dave Chappelle. They have a podcast with Dave Chappelle, but it's only looked at Dave Chappelle is only the one looked at as the owner of the the podcast. When Most Def spews quite a bit of uh, real fucking knowledge on that podcast that they have together. For some reason, like, again, with what Kanye West said, it's strange that when you take a black man and give him, you know, the the, 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 the breadwinner, essentially, the, the, the right black man, he is propped up, and in, in, in this society, in North American society, he's the go-to breadwinner, but he can't bring his whole community along with them. And he has to himself spend the money and do everything. But if he got incarcerated, everybody that he's with is being taken down. Whereas a white person gets the added benefits of when they make it in their industry, they can bring the nepotism along and have their friends work in that same industry alongside them. But if that white person goes down like Bernie uh, Madoff, the people around him don't go to jail even you know what i mean the people it's just the one guy that gets caught goes to jail much like epstein guy all the people that were with him don't go down it's just that they cut the as soon as something happens they cut ties like fucking clockwork and nobody near these giant criminal organizations ever get touched and they can do what they want again unlike the exact opposite effect that black people have, where we have to suffer. Like if I know some dude that I'm an accomplice and I'm most likely gonna get the same amount of time, unless, you know what I mean, we all snitch on each other or whatever the fuck it is. But it's fucking, it's devastating that that main message that Kanye West was speaking before he got this band thing that goes by the wayside because he just happened to say he also fucking as a Christian God fearing Christian, he loves everybody, including Hitler. It was a weird thing to spew, but it was also like you have to give them something to attack because otherwise there probably wouldn't have been. I don't know if that if even those kind of messages, they would have just got maybe thrown to the wayside like oh it's just Kanye West he's just saying some stuff about black leadership and but whenever somebody is talking about black leadership and uplifting black people it just it goes nowhere I, I've noticed that like I don't know I, I'd have to see the results of of some of my things about trying to uplift black people on my podcasts or like but a lot of my songs they just they get eat if I'm trying to like uplift a black person and kind of you know guide you know the young black youth into the right direction, it becomes nothing. Like no one, there's always people talking about you know my drug selling songs and stuff like that and this and that. They love to see a crazy nigga go all unhinged, but then I have also a, a place for fucking black empowerment, but those songs don't do nearly as well for whatever reason. And it's it just is what it is. They don't sell, or they're propped down by the algorithm. It could be a mixture of both. It could be that we're used to seeing, and they act crazy. That's what we want to see. Um, 
But in all fairness, man, it's like, it's the incentive is to just go out there, you know, hold a gun and, and wave it around, right? And uh, in all honesty, man, I just, I don't think, uh, I don't think, like, society really can, like, society can really fucking go long like this long-standing thing to incarcerate young black men in jail like what if like the aliens were like watching and they're like listen we're gonna give them the next and i always think about this and i always think about this it's a weird thought and i get how fucking crazy and pro but it's like it's like a fucking you're you've like a race of of people feel hopeless and this is what we have, right? We have we have Jesus to help us, you know, the magical man in in the this in 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 the sky, God to help us. And, and for for whatever reason, my fucking I have a fucking thing in my head where I'm like, if there's such thing as aliens, right? They came out and said that there's there's UFOs that we don't unidentified, you know, fucking saucers or whatever the. There's things that go on in this in this earth that we don't know about. It's, we detect them on the military fucking channels and shit, but we don't know. They're like kind of watching us. And after the the first uh, bombings of Hiroshima in Japan, there's been more and more sightings, and that's when we started seeing all these kinds of uh, crazy aircrafts that not are, aren't known to mankind, or at least what we think are. Uh, unknown to man and I think personally like the f the aliens are probably gonna put us into another like what if we got into another realm or even God right right some super higher power is just waiting for the acceptance of equality of all people like that was the and then, like, like you get to fuck or to make it even more fucking make it more of a, a thing like more in reality you get to heaven right and they're like listen man the, all you had to do was like these these politicians these things the second coming of Christ would have you know he would have came ba back if you guys just fucking treated black people equally that's all you had to do all you had to do as far as human beings are concerned is literally treat minorities equally treat your fellow man like that's like the one of the first things in the bible treat your man the way you should treat others as to how you should be treated but instead the politicians locked them up in cages treated them like animals planted evidence on them that they weren't a part of trumped them up as the same type of person committing a crime Depending on how black their, you know, how dark their skin color was, you fucking added years. There's times when a dude got 20 years for something that a white guy got fucking three months for or a year for, something like that, and it's ridiculous, and it's sad, and I, I, and it's again, that's the only thing in my head that I can, like, it's such an absurd thought that like, you know, God just. He's just sitting there going like, yeah, you guys are fucking, they don't get it. And I'm not going to help them out. And it's just like, it's constantly, and it's sad that that's like, it has to be like, 
deep down, the only in the afterlife is when you get to experience true equality. But that's fucking, I, I don't know if fucking Frank Sinatra is a good way to end it. That's life, right? But it is. As sad as it is, man. And strangely enough, it's as if to be the only, the only way for a black man to be safe in the upper echelons of Hollywood is to fucking put on a dress and visit Disney World on gay days.